Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Persuasion about the Pint. I'm Jonathan Taylor, along with Sean McCool. And we've got some guests in the green room today, Jonathan. We've got Scott Wissing, I think is that, I think I said it right. We'll double check. And Julian Deschuter, very Canadian sounding name. Very it's Canadian. A Northwest name. Yeah. Right. Uh, so he'll be calling, he'll be dialing in from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited. Today's message, um, interesting little backstory. They reached out to us about helping us get more content from our podcast out in the world. And I, re- I pitched back and said, why don't you mm-hmm. come on the show and pitch on the show? Oh, so nice. that's what they're doing. So they're, they're going to come on and a live about- pitch, a yeah. live pitch. <laughs> it won't be super <laughs> formal. I'm sure knowing our show, but, uh, so <laughs> But ha- basically, you know, you, you get came to be, up with the title. Yeah, what 10X. Title this? Uh, how to 10X your, uh, was it how to 10X your content or something to that? Yeah, you had some theory. other stuff behind that, but how to yeah. 10X your content. We'll go with that. <laughs> so um, I stole it from their website, I think. Um, oh, okay. So, so I, it does I, say uh, that. It does say right on their site 10X your content with output without any extra hassle or work. Yeah, that's it. That's it. You there got you go. It. You got it. I, I just I, I had to that. pull up the Facebook page just to see what I had titled our content, our content that yeah. we were ten xing. Hopefully, I yeah, because you can't see it on Streamyard when you're <laughs> no, in the broadcast it. booth. That's right. So. All right. Well, let's welcome in Scott and Julian. Welcome to the show. Yes, indeed. <laughs> welcome to the show, guys. I, I was wondering if there's going to be applause in the whole nine. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's that was be by far the the best intro to a podcast that I've ever been a part of. So. <laughs> yes. You don't, I'm sorry. Uh, that's very sad. Hopefully that means you don't get on too many podcasts. Oh man. No, the whole 10X thing is, is that, that is not necessarily a tagline that we run with. Yes, it is on our website, but it is, it is literally what we do. So it's more of a, a literal thing and not a figurative kind of like motto that we use all the time. <laughs> Your Honor, for the record, I like to submit the website for evidence. There you uh, go. Exactly. You I, go. Yeah, on the I like that snackable, snackable pieces of social media gold. That's yeah. a good, uh, I like that. That's, I don't know. I don't know what, what I like about it, but it just sounds. Well, you're about to find out because we're going to go into it. Everybody on show. loves snacks. snacks. Yeah. That's right. Everybody That's right. loves yeah. snacks. It's like dogs. <laughs> yes. And, not and it's in bite the same size. As, you're thinking bite size. Not the pieces, same way, though. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. we don't we don't love snacks and dogs the same way. Just to be clear, this is not you just that kind of show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want Peta calling me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> All right, so let's let's uh, before we jump into the content as usual, let's talk about beverages. Both these fine gentlemen have brought a real beverage onto the show, so we appreciate that. We always let our guests go first. So Scott, what do you got on your Man, I'm the I, I'm like the the odd man out here. So just as a backstory, I've drank I drank a lot of beer in my life up till I was about 23 years old and found out I had celiac disease. And so Ooh, yeah. my my beer drinking days kind of ended just outside of college. And I think college probably had a lot to do with that. And so mm-hmm. Uh, transition more over into a coffee guy. And so now I make my own, I guess you call craft cold brew coffee. And so that's what I'm drinking today. So my rating is probably going to be a little bit biased because it's something that I created, but well, that's what right. I have today. <laughs> if you can't appreciate your own work, then nobody else can either. So. Yeah, that exactly. Looks, exactly. I, that looks like honest, a smoothie at first. <laughs> can you hold that up again? Because it, 
It's uh, on the outside, like my, it looks like something. My color, like... my color changing cup from Costco. It's a, oh, it's, it's okay. classic. Yeah. Okay. Because I thought, man, that looks like a strawberry smoothie or something. You know? Nope, nope. It's it's definitely cold brew coffee. <laughs> that's it. So do you have any uh, alcohol in it, or is it just cold brew coffee? I do not have any alcohol in it right now. And once again, probably the reason is I have to go pick up my kids from school in about uh, an hour and a half. And so I figured that might be slightly frowned upon. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it would I don't be. Know. It's fair I mean, to call, but it doesn't mean people don't do it. Yeah, I'm mean, up in the pickup like line. I get away with it, but you know, every now and then I like to play it a little bit. <laughs> Please, with all the wine moms out there, you'd be fine. <laughs> yeah, probably the most so, sober one there. Uh, so probably true, it's, especially on a Friday. Yes, yep. yeah. in yeah. Omaha. In yeah. Omaha, yeah, you're right. All right, so yeah. Julian, what do you have over there in uh, Vancouver? Uh, I'm a little bit of a connoisseur of margaritas. And so I actually lived in Mexico for six months last year, came back. And within a few weeks, a buddy of mine actually launched a margarita in a can company called Olay. Um, wow. And it's wow. actually legitimately one of the best margaritas I had. And so it was like living in Mexico, drinking margaritas every night back into Vancouver. And it was just like the seamless transition back into normal life outside of living in Mexico. And so... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I have a couple of them every Friday and they're just go ahead and go ahead phenomenal. and hold the can up close to the camera so we can all see it. I mean, but for uh, your American guests, unfortunately, they're not in America yet. <laughs> they're oh, working on olay, it. Olay. So, but they're just, yeah, it's super good, super low sugar. And you just kind of one of those things you can sit there and drink five or six or 10 of them. And <laughs> just, I like that. Geez, it's only one thirty in the afternoon for me. So we're, we'll, we'll see where it goes. Oh man. Yeah. Buy a case. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They only come yeah. in four packs, so God bless them, right? Uh, yeah, what is <laughs> up with all this the new pack? stuff? Is all this new stuff and like these tiny little two packs? High, higher like, prices, same price point, or less stuff, same price. You're just like you, you grab oh, a yeah. case, right? And then all it's of a sudden, you're like, oh, I need two of them. Yeah, yeah. It's inflation. Yeah, welcome, man. welcome to inflation. You yeah, know, where you're paying more for less. Yeah, <laughs> Jonathan, what do you have over there? What are you What are you partaking of today? Let's see. Today I have from our friends at Trim Tab Brewing over in Alabama. Had them on a number of times. It is a, a roasted Irish style stout. This is the first. Ooh, I haven't seen this one before. Nice. It is a cellar reserve. Sounds um, good. Yeah, it is. I think it's going to be a great one. I had a little tiny sip. Um, uh -oh. Problem is I can't find much. They don't even advertise this one on their website. So it must be a... Um, you know, a, uh, a, you know, a select that's not around very seasonal very or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably um, a lot of these craft brews. They're, they're seasonal. You find one you like and yep. Gotta wait till next year. It's only five. It's 5.8. It's, um, 5.8% roasted hazelnuts and roasted walnuts. So, uh, wow. okay. all right. It's got a nice aroma. Just the what amount of choices in the craft beer market in the last five years is oh, just it's insane. Phenomenal. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is this is like 260 something episodes we've done, and we continue to find new never had the same drink twice. Yeah. And, I mean, rarely. We I mean a few times, yeah, but yeah. most of the time it's something different every week. So yeah, it's because we just like it and we, you know, want to do it. But when we started, we were in the same, we were in Jonathan's office there. So we yeah. had the same beers we would share. Then I moved to Austin, <laughs> so then we had two beers per episode. Mm -hmm. So it's been uh, it's been pretty crazy. Which uh, uh, which city has the better beer selection? Austin. <laughs> I don't know. It's just different. I don't. I mean, it's weird. Total I say, line. Yeah, I think there's probably more selection in yeah. Sean's neck of the woods. Although we're getting you know Knoxville smaller market, but we have 
you'd be surprised at the amount of um, you know microbreweries that have popped up around this area. It's crazy. We do get a lot of Dallas, Fort Worth, Houston mm-hmm. breweries yeah. in Austin. You know, as yeah. far as because the they can send out without having to go across state lines. So that's nice. Right. We get a lot yep. of that stuff. A lot of my favorite breweries are up in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Mm-hmm. All right. So I've got a um, black hearted black India pale ale. Um, which is a little different than I usually have. Mm-hmm. And it is definitely dark. So that's, it's about as black of a pale ale as you'll wow. ever see. Um, so hold that up. Let's do a little side by side there. Look at those. Yeah. yeah. Those are pretty dark. Yeah. This is um, 7% alcohol by volume. Oof. And here is, that's pretty light on this show, just so you know. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know. I don't know if that, yeah, if that goes a lot higher than that for you guys. Oh, usually, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We do a lot of um, stouts and Russian Imperial stouts and that kind of yeah. stuff, too. So um, this, here's a copy. The black IPA holds no ire towards lost love. It thrives on it. Remember your ex, take a few sips, and then go back to enjoying your day. There's somebody else's problem now. <laughs> that is black hearted for sure. That is yeah. black heart copy right there. So, <laughs> All right. Well, gentlemen, let's toast, <laughs> and then we'll rate. Cheers. Yeah, nice to meet you, boys. Cheers. Yeah. yeah. To uh, the internet doing what it does. Yep. <laughs> so who's got the ice cubes? Because <laughs> I hear them. Clinking. Is that, oh, there we go. Yeah. You can't have margarita not. On, on ice. Yeah, that's you true. Get, you got a little uh, salt ring tray right there in, at your desk, too. I wish. I'm not that fancy. You should. But next, now I'm thinking. Yeah, there you go. Put that in there. So is this the first beverage that he's, I mean, you said this is one that your friends launched. Does this say, uh, is this a new one? I mean, or yeah. does he have any other? He's a serial entrepreneur. He's built three or four companies and then sold one of them off and then just kind of did the, the th- six months or year of I'm not doing anything. Right. Um, and then step back in and, and there was the the boom of the vodka and the white can sodas where just everywhere was a new vodka with soda water. And, and yeah. he just kind of realized that like the whole tequila market was wide open mm-hmm. um, and just started brewing just Palomas and margaritas and stuff like that and putting them out there. And uh, kind of first little batch that they did sold out almost instantaneously. And it's just kind of systematically moved up from there where. It's just really good tequila with not a ton of sugar, but a lot of flavor. And just it's kind of that thing as you go into summer, you can just sit and drink and drink and drink without, you know, feeling sick inside or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Soak up that sunshine. Yeah. Just sit there and have a couple of good margaritas and, you know, I like it. Before you know it, it's Monday morning. Sounds good. Yeah. He needs to at least bring that to the Austin market. That'd be, that'd be a winner down here for sure. <laughs> I believe it. So. Um, all right. So what we do is we rate on a scale of one to five pints. Decimals are allowed as many places as you want to go. And um, five being the best. So Scott, we'll start with you. It's your own brew. So yeah, it's my own brew, but I will say it's craft because my, my sister-in-law, her, her brother is, I know if you followed that chain there, my sister-in-law, her brother, he is a coffee roaster. Like he left his oh, okay. corporate job five years ago and came and did a coffee roasting. And so his brand of coffee is Reboot Roasting and they're here in Omaha and they are starting to get pretty big now, but their coffee is phenomenal. And so that's what I use in my cold brew. So that's a little bit of, of a plug oh, to them that we're giving okay. plugs here. So, okay. um, I don't know if I'm, if I'm rating my own, like I, 
I, I enjoy my coffee. Um, I will. I won't say it's the best cold brew I've ever had. I've had a couple of really good cold brews out in Estes Park, Colorado, at a little shop. I I need to find the name of it again because I can't think of it right off the top of my head. But I'm going to give this like a four point three. I think if, nice. if five is our best, if five is our top scale, I'll give it. A five is the top. Three. All right. All right. Four point three. Yep. Julian, obviously you're a fan, so yeah, I'm, I'm I'm definitely a fan, but now that you mentioned the salt rim and I'm missing <laughs> the limes and I'm so I'm I'm gonna go with a four point five, but it would have been like a four point eight minus the user error. Wouldn't that be cool though if for him if he like figured out how like packaging like put it in a box instead a of a screw ring. top that comes off with salt around the inside and you yeah or have a pack of salt in the box that you can pour into the top and then yeah you yeah. know something like i don't know that's that's thinking that that yeah. half, half the drink is the experience at that point yeah, yeah exactly and ex i mean we're in an experienced economy right now so you know got a package man package yeah. that packaging man it. that and that would stand out too as a, as a package includes you know includes you couldn't include the lime but you could in mm -hmm. certainly include the salt just, yep. just just a little vacuum sealed lime that you you know peel open. That's it. That's you could it. do the little lime juice things. Yeah, yeah you yeah. have to figure out how to do it with sure. cheese. Yeah. So cool. That's a great. Idea. All right. So go ahead and give us a rating. So uh yeah, I'd go four point four point five, and then it would have been a four point eight minus the user error. Okay. All right. <laughs> no salt. Okay. <laughs> Jonathan. Um man, I'm gonna I'm gonna give this one a I'm gonna give this one a three two. It's, okay. uh, yeah, it's not what, um, not quite what I expected. Uh, a little bitter on the after, on the back yeah. taste. So hmm, that's um, odd for a stout. So. It is. It is. It's um, uh, just not quite the. I was expecting something a little bit sweeter. I don't like them overly sweet, but this is. It's really. Um, it's like a bittersweet chocolate. Okay. Uh, so not so. like a hoppy bitter, more of a. Something yeah, yeah, on. no, 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 no hoppiness. It's just a bittersweet uh, chocolate okay. taste. All right. So you're rating what was three, three, two. two. Yeah, yeah. All right. So I knew since this was an IPA, I was treading a thin line because we're not IPA guys on this show. Um, but I did put it in my IPA glass, the be hoppy glass. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm gonna have to go. Oh man, I'm gonna have to go three zero. Cause it's just, it's got that bitterness that IPAs oh, have wow. at the end. Yeah. Um, if I had, if I had to pick an IPA to drink, this would be it. Mm -hmm. Cause most of my IPAs would get like a two or somewhere in the twos. Yeah. Um, so that's a good rating for an IPA. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty good on this show. From our standards. <laughs> so there you go. Not, not terrible, but, um, <laughs> definitely There's a little. We don't drink many IPAs, um, but it, there's a, a, a few that get by the screening process and we, yeah, we have to pick something up on the spot and yeah, we'll they, grab something. It's hard to find like, these heavier beers during the summertime. So sometimes yeah. you're forced to get, uh, to kind of step out of your comfort zone, I guess. Yeah. So 3.0 for me. So it's a little disappointing, bottom, but, but if you love IPAs, it's good. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. so. Yeah. I mean, if you yeah. love IPAs, you may not like the black one because it's, it's probably milder than. Yeah, yeah. they're super hoppy, but it's definitely hoppy. Um, but it doesn't have that fruity or that floral or that pine mm -hmm. taste to it. So Pine's that part taste. has been yeah. taken out. It's just more the hops at the end. So yeah, um, I could probably, if you drank like two or three of these, the third one would be great. <laughs> yeah. Especially at 7%. It'd be about perfect. It's kind of like being at a German bar. It's like it just the beer gets better every time you, yeah. you drink Weird. one. <laughs> Weird how that happens. <laughs> 
All right, gentlemen, let's jump into the main content of the show or the secondary content, depending on, you know, who you are, how you like it. Um, so let's, let's talk about how to 10 X your content. I told the backstory before you guys came on about how we kind of connected. Um, so now it's, it's your show, gentlemen, like, tell me why, tell me what snacked is kind of how, where it came from. Um, you can talk about your agency a little bit and then, uh, why I should care. Julian, you want to take it on me to go? Yeah, go for it, man. You're, you're, you're phenomenal at it. Oh, <laughs> thanks. Uh, okay. So how's, what snacked is first of all. So it's, it's a, it's a pretty simple kind of system to understand. Basically we had, we found a gap in the market in terms of what people were creating and how they could get that content out to the masses effectively. And so, and a good example of this is a lot of podcasters will create a podcast and then they will post it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And it doesn't get a lot of promotion. It doesn't get a lot of views or downloads. And so people are constantly figuring out ways to make that happen. And mm -hmm. so what we found is that the new wave kind of content digestion right now is very much like short form. If you yeah. look through social media, you know, the attention spans of people is, is getting lower and lower. And yep. so you have to kind of feed the system what it wants. Long form content definitely has its play and is super powerful. But if we can supplement it with short form content, then you can kind of have like this dual system going where sure. you're appeasing the algorithm and you're appeasing people's way of digesting content. And then you can decide where that traffic goes once people view it. And so for mm -hmm. a podcaster situation, you create your podcast, you send the podcast to us, let's say it's an hour and we mm -hmm. cut out, we cut out five to 10 pieces that are very relevant to the episode. And sure we edit them up a little bit and make them short and snappy. And then we can put them on Instagram reels. We can put them on YouTube shorts. We could even throw them on TikTok, Facebook, wherever it lends itself to. And now you get this kind of crazy result that we're finding right now where you can get, you know, five, 10,000, sometimes 15,000 views just from mm -hmm. this short 30 second piece of content. Wow. And so that's pretty much the premise <laughs> of the way that we've, you know, structured this offer. Well, that's wow. interesting. Just like you yeah. said, you know, a lot of people are, if you're searching for a podcast, it's pretty hard to show up in the podcast unless right. you just nail the name by accident or something like that. But with so many podcasts now, it's hard to get the perfect name. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so, but they could stumble across, they're not going to stumble across it on iTunes or Spotify or one of those things more than likely, but you certainly could stumble across on Instagram or Facebook TikTok. or TikTok <clears throat> or something like that. So that, that definitely makes sense to me. Um, so how do you decide what I'm, I'm curious? So, you know, people, producers send the content over to you. Um, do you guys make the choice of what's relevant or how, I mean, how, how does that process work? Do you uh, get the input from the guys that produce it or do you guys kind of go through it and make your decision how to chop that up and, and present that? Yeah, so it's it's really interesting because we actually have people on the team that listen to the entirety of the podcasts okay. um, and pull out the moments that grab the attention. And, and that's so there, there's two kind of things when we're always thinking about this. The first one is just 
genuine interest from somebody that's passively not really paying attention, right? Okay. And the reason why that matters is because almost all of us are on, on these social platforms, not really paying attention with a behavior of win my attention, win my attention, win my attention. And so when you have these, like this, these listeners that we have, they essentially almost slightly tuned out paying attention for the thing that goes ding. Yeah. I want to listen to that. And, and right. it actually helps because it decouples like you as the creator or the creator from the content and goes listener over here, creator there to pull that thing apart. Right. Um, and the second really interesting thing is you kind of do that thing is you, as you pay attention to how the mind builds brands, it's trying to build an association map of, of who somebody is. So take, you know, persuasion pints. And it's like, you start going, Oh, this little clip here and this little clip here. And, and you start mm -hmm. to build up. I either like what these people are about or I don't, right. but it, that never has to come from like an in specific long form piece of content. It gets built in this kind of association net inside the brain. Mm -hmm. And so by being able to take these long form pieces of content and chop them down into little bite sized pieces, you create more associations of your brand inside a group of people that right. allow them to go, oh, this is what that person's about. Okay. And if you're the one making those small little pieces of association, the brand in their brain more often than not becomes what you want it to be rather okay. than simply what they come across. Right. right. And, right. and so that's essentially what we're trying to do with all these small pieces of content is to put them out in a digestible, snackable way that the brain can build this brand association of, hey, I either like these guys or I don't, in which case, you know, we listen to right. tons of stuff that we don't consume. Right. Um, but to be able to build that in a digestible way rather than, you know, here's, you know, it's kind of like somebody being like, hey, I got a really good book you should read. And you throw them a 700 page <laughs> book and you're like, you know, what's the what's the percentage of how many people have said, right. hey, read this book? versus yeah. the three or four key points you actually want them to understand. Right. The same yeah. thing's happening with the way we consume content. Um, and so trying to make that gap easier and easier and easier because there's tons of really good stuff that is buried that will never mm -hmm. ever see the light of day again. And it's oh sure. Yeah. You start to think about how much you know intelligence and knowledge and cool stuff is in that and it's it's endless. So do you guys also do you also try to pull clips that are content really like core content or do you also try to pull like personality pieces out as well like on this show we have incredibly witty banter and right. jokes and things like that so obviously you'd want to capture some of that is that do y'all do that on a regular basis or is or is it just like content that lines up with the with the brand message no, it's it's a combination of both because like Julian said, I mean, you guys have obviously you have a, a multiple dynamic kind of show like a lot of it. You have multiple pieces. You have your beer, you know, your craft beer. You have you have your bad jokes. You have, you know, the a lot of those. Bad Man. Bad jokes. No, Man, no, you have your good. you have your humor and then you also have, you know, just, just shuts the recording down. That's it. Like, Dang it. I had to That's right. I got to get some jabs in every now and then, you know, if I got to keep up. But no, it's, it's multi-dynamic. So. We're trying to listen, you know, in our, like Julian said, we literally have people now on our team, which it didn't start this way, 
we have people on our team who their only task, and I say only like it, I'm downplaying, like it's a really important task, but all they're doing is listening to full episodes of podcasts and then marking them and saying, you know, this clip is this for this reason. And we always want to make sure that like there's a reasoning behind it. Like we okay. don't just want to go through a clip and say like, or we don't want to go through a podcast and be like, okay, make sure to get a clip every two minutes of the podcast. Like that's not, that's not how it works. Mm. There might be a right. 10 minute segment where there was just, you know, there wasn't much there, but then there's another 15 minute segment where there's like 10 things that you wanted to kind of pull out. And so yeah. we're getting better and better as a team all the time at identifying those. But, you know, we've, we've listened to a lot of podcasts. And so now it's, it's, and we've watched a lot of content too, you know, so it's not just podcasters we're working with, but podcasters is a lot yeah. of the main, the main medium yeah. that we, we consume. Sure. So. Right. That, that brings up kind of a side question. Like, what are you guys seeing as far as like video versus audio only or, vid, you know, podcasts, a lot of people are doing video and then ripping the audio like we do. Is that, are you seeing more and more of that or is you still see a lot of auto, audio only? So once again, like that, it really just depends on the medium. Um, and so, for example, like a podcast, great, because when most people consume podcasts, they're not consuming it like they consume, say, television. But almost nobody consumes Instagram with their eyes closed. Yeah. Right. And, and so that's kind of one of those things that you have to take in mind of like, who's consuming? What's the state they're in? What are they trying to actually accomplish when they do that? And so things like TikTok and, and Reels are training us to be quicker and quicker and quicker. And so there, there's that kind of understanding, you know, and, and we could argue the merits of whether we want to train our society to be quicker and quicker. That's another few podcasts. Yeah. Um, but just understanding, you know, where are the people you're seeking and what is the state that they're in? Mm -hmm. Right. And, and a lot of the times when somebody's scrolling through reels, they're not looking to be intellectually mind blown and they're not looking for long form this or that they're looking for a quick stimulus. They're looking for a laugh. They're looking for a meme. Right. And, and so as you start to understand that stuff, you can start to build a better brand personality. When I say brand, I just mean like the entirety of what somebody thinks of when I say, you know, Sean or John. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and so, you know, there's some brands that work because they're like straight, narrow suit done. But like most people just want to feel humanity. Right. Yeah. And that's why things like blooper reels and all that type of stuff mm -hmm. are so good. And it's like if we can surface that, they're like, well, you know, I was eight out of 10 on their content. But then I saw the fact that they had dogs and kids and this and, you know, and, and made bad jokes. Or, and they're like, yeah, yeah. And now I yeah. really like them. Right. And they move into that space of humanity where they're just like, oh, cool. I actually want to listen to these guys every week because I feel like I'm a part of what they're doing. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and, as, far as, the, as far as the video audio goes, it's it's like, <clears throat> I mean, Sean, you're a you're a copywriter. Like, so when we when we have a creator who only has audio, we have ways of, you know, giving the viewers a stimulus through the text. And so we're able to do like dynamic audiograms where there's some sort of really catchy title that's going to catch their attention, make them stop. And now there's no video, but it's it's a really good like 15 second clip. And like Julian said, like the main thing that we're trying to do is just get them to kind of stop and be like, oh, I like that. And so, you know, in a roundabout way, you can use either audio or video as long as you do it in the proper way. Moving forward, I would say that the trend right now is looking like video is going to continue to, you know, be pretty damn popular. And so yeah. our recommendation to every client we work with is that if you don't currently have video with your episodes, then we help you to understand how to make that happen. And really, it's not 
that much more complicated. Like it's a couple pieces of equipment and then just the, you know, the first couple pieces of trial and error to get everything running right. But video never hurts. And so that's kind of like the, the long way of, you know, comparing audio versus video. Yeah. I mean, I, I like video cause it, it kind of helps, I think as a, as a host co-host to kind of tell when people are finished or not, which is harder sometimes in audio, you know, you mm-hmm. end up talking over people, which we do anyway, but um, <laughs> at least you kind of know you're doing it. Yeah. But, so, and the barriers to creating have dropped so much. Like even just look at what Streamyard's doing or Riverside or like that didn't yeah. exist two years ago. And yep. so now with an iPhone and, and, you know, a very simple online app, you can have that video component, which wasn't available in 2018, 19, 20. Right. Yeah. Right. And so more, the general theme is just more immersive, more immersive, more immersive. You can yeah. do that. It's more engaging. Yeah. I noticed the, I forgot to use it today, but like I noticed StreamYard probably because of what, um, whatever you just said, Riverside's doing, Riverside. they've, they've added in music on StreamYard. Yeah. So oh, you can now, cool. now you can have like, um, cinematic stuff playing behind you. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. Feng Shui. Yeah. yeah, so like, or throw some rock in there. <laughs> that's that's kind of funny. So <laughs> they're building all that yeah. in because I, I know that's one of the big things that Riverside talked about, and mm-hmm. you know, not everybody has a fancy soundboard like Jonathan does um, <laughs> to to pipe in the, the sound effects. So I, I'm looking forward to like if Streamyard throws in some sound effects too. That would be cool. So yeah, I think I think these softwares, you know. It, everything's getting so much easier. You know, if, if these softwares do their, if they're doing their task and their job, well, they're, they're providing a, a, an experience for these users where they can feel like a professional. And that's why I think we're seeing such a rise in, you know, podcasts and all these, these mediums that used to be kind of more like, you know, gated a little bit. And now it's just like, everyone can get in, which is good and bad, you know, like, yeah, you don't ever want to just completely pollute something, but you know, Well, that's, yeah. I mean, and that's where, I mean, you guys come in because everybody's doing a podcast today. So, you know, it's like people don't have the time to go through and listen to everything out there. So I think this is, I mean, to me, this is a great idea because the question, and I think you brought it up, Julian, you know, whether it's right or not that we're basically, um, shortening everyone's attention span, it's happening, you know, regardless, um, that people just need, there's so much information out there. People just need like bite-sized chunks of it and the most relevant parts of that. So, you know, how do you, I mean, is there a, is there a time limit on what you guys look for, you know, in these bite-sized chunks that you're clipping out? I mean, yeah, so we're we're kind of, you know, playing we we don't like to disassociate content from the platforms because ultimately you're always going to have if you're doing content, you're going to have mm-hmm. to be, you know, lack, for lack of a better term at the mercy of whatever platform that you're posting it on. And so sure. we like to stay <laughs> up to date in not only the trends but, you know, what it looks like moving forward. So right now with Reels and TikTok and YouTube Shorts, those platforms are very transient. Like I can have one Mm. piece of content that lives effectively on all three of those platforms. And so we look for right now clips that are under 60 seconds so that we can kind of hit 
dynamically through all those platforms. And it's even okay. sometimes better if we can find a really high quality clip under 30 seconds, you know, because then like right now, TikTok is telling creators they want you to create clips under seven and under five seconds. And you think about that and you're oh. just like, my gosh, like, how do you even, how do you even do that? And, yeah. and so it's, we do like to look under 60 seconds, but occasionally, you know, we have one of our, our, our clients, Jason, he owns a, a construction company where they're like a consulting company for a bunch of other construction companies. And they do a daily podcast. Not only do they do a daily podcast, but they do like all this stuff on their Facebook page. And so a lot of the content that they like is going to a different audience. So their content might be like a minute to two minutes where it's like longer kind of educational content. Because mm -hmm. he's not necessarily right now concerned so much with reels, you know, or, or YouTube shorts or TikTok because he wants to educate inside of his content. And so it's just a matter of what the client needs and then what we've seen to work in the field that or the platform that they would, you know, be best suited for. And then we kind of ensure. Sure. Okay. So what you guys do is basically like the the girl that stands out in front of the Chinese restaurant <laughs> in the in the food court in the mall with a platter of chicken I'm like here you want a sample <laughs> free that's sample, what you guys do you right go. yeah it's that's, that's a funny ana analogy in that and it's it's the the other really interesting thing to do is separate the creator which is essentially the artist from the from the consumption of their product mm -hmm. right and, and, and the, so for example if if you went through your own podcast you're going to be so mm. much more critical about yes. everything Yep. Then if I was going through being like, I like this, I like this, I like this, this seven seconds caught my, like, as a consumer, we really don't care about other people's creations other mm -hmm. than we consume it and we move on. Mm -hmm. And so what, you know, we've actually found internally is like when we're creating and editing our own content or podcasts, A, we never ship it because we overthink the hell out of it. You know, like one episode takes hours and hours and hours and B, we're actually not good judges of, of what parts of it need to go out into the world and what format. Yeah. And so wow. what we realized really quickly is like, what we want to do is help creators do the thing that no one else can do for them. Like I can't jump on this podcast and pretend to be either of you, mm -hmm. but you right. can take that once it's done and put it in the world that it's bite-sized for the world to consume it. And the more we can do that, we allow creators to keep creating and not just create and have their stuff disappear, but create and have their stuff go to the world. Sure. Right. And, and to bridge that gap kind of there. Um, and it seems to be a pretty, you know, good flow. And like for anybody that's doing a podcast or creating, like I always recommend having an outside source. Yeah. That's the buffer between you judging your own material going to the world. Right. And, and Sean, you probably see this as a copywriter, right? People create their own stuff and it's, it pulls up all that emotion. And oh yeah. I can, I can write for anybody else, but myself. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> I cannot write for my own. I have to hire somebody if I want to write about me because it's just, yeah. it's yep. too close. I know too much about myself. Mm -hmm. I know my demons. I know my skeletons, like, you <laughs> the know, nuances where you're hiding, like the yeah, whole. Exactly. Like, you know, cause I also do coaching and like, it's hard for me to write my own coaching stuff because, you know, I'm like, but I, I had an argument with my wife yesterday. Like, you know, yeah. it's like, I'm a loser. Right. But somebody else, they, they don't see that. Right. You know, and yep. although sometimes obviously you can, you can reveal that, like you were talking about with the humanness and like actually revealing some of that is okay. Mm -hmm. But even that's, that's something I don't think is okay. But somebody, you know, one of your people might say, no, that was great that you actually right. admitted that on a show. Mm -hmm. 
you know, yep. that would be, that's super valuable and vulnerable. Right. Right. And put Brene Brown on the map, right? Talking about breaking <laughs> down and stuff. So, <laughs> no, I think that's kind of the cool trend, you know, with a lot of the things that are happening on social media and everyone talking about how it's like poisoning everyone and it's, you know, rotting our brains. I think you have to look past that sometimes and, and look at the good that's coming out of it. And I think oh, the trend, sure. the trend right now recently is, is like you said, Sean, like more vulnerability and like more ability to just put yourself on a camera or, or get your thoughts out to the world. And in a way that doesn't create a lot of friction, like you, you could literally, anyone could start a podcast today. Mm -hmm. You know, you get your, get your camera, you get, you don't even need a, a, a phone camera, but if you had a phone, you can record mm -hmm. it. You get a, a yeah. $20 microphone from Amazon. It's not going to sound great, but you have the ability to start doing this stuff. And I think it empowers it empowers a lot of people to say, you know, that's the first step that they take to getting out there. And there's always going to be haters. There's going to be the idiots that are like, oh my gosh, why are you doing that? But usually that's just jealousy from somebody else that comes in. Yeah, right. And so it is, it's a, it's kind of a cool trend. And and like you were just talking about, it's, it's really cool to deliver a product to our clients who are very particular of what they're doing and then for them to play it back and hear it. And for us to say, you know, these are amazing clips. And then they post it on reels and it gets six, 10,000 views and everyone's like, oh my gosh, I relate to this so much. And that yeah. feeling is not just like a dopamine rush, which it will, it will be a dopamine rush. But at the same time, it's like, it's validation that you don't have to overthink all this stuff so much. Like as long as you get your message out to the world, more than likely, if it's not horrendous, it's more than likely going to resonate with a lot of people. And I think that's the cool thing about what we help, you know, our, our clients do is just get it out sure. and ship it. So so I want to pull this piece up real quick. Um, so what we can create from a single piece of content, we've talked about it a little bit. Um, turn each of your podcasts into dozens of pieces of content. So here's some like just little screenshots. Yeah. Uh, not sure how well that shows up. Um, but so Mike Koenig is one of your, is he one of your clients? So he was a is? guest. He was a guest on one of our client oh, Nic office. client Nicholas's show, and Nicholas okay. is a pretty prominent. He's a he's a TikTok Reels guy, so he has a pretty good following on on those platforms. So is this right here, kind of the top row right side? I noticed the little waveform. So that's that's an audio bit that doesn't have video with it. Is that kind of what you some of the graphics and treatments you guys do for like if it's an audio only or you just want to pull audio, you know, or maybe the the host was picking their nose while they said something amazing. <laughs> like this is, this is what you yeah. would do for that. Yeah. So we would just, were able to, you know, this, these showcases are more just like showing what we're able to do and, and they're not dynamic and they're not live. So you don't get to actually right. see them going, but it's just to give you an idea of, you know, one episode, we can turn it into, you know, this many pieces of unique content. And so we can do quote cards, which you see there on like the far right, those are just like static pieces of content where it's just Nick and a quote. And then, right. you know, the ones with the waveform are audiograms. So if you don't have video, we can make it dynamic. And then the ones with them in the middle with the video, those are actual like functioning videos with captions and titles. So we're able to do a lot of different things. And the cool part about it is we give every one of our clients a custom brand kit. And so you just tell us, you know, what colors you want. And then we design all of your stuff you know, pretty much bespoke and we design it so that it looks really high quality. So that when you share it on social media, you know, not only is it your clip, but it's a very highly branded clip that, you know, is appealing to people's eye. And so that's kind of what we, we, we want to do there. All right. So if I have a brand book 
already know my font and I already know my colors. I can give that to you and you're going to make sure everything matches. Exactly. Exactly. Cool. Yep. That's cool. Yep. Um, so you're, you're delivering this back to, so <clears throat> once you do this, once you cut these pieces of content, uh, are these, these go right back to your clients and they post them or do you guys post them for them? Yeah, that's a good question. Julian, you want to take that? Yeah. So it, it really, it depends on, on the level of control that somebody would want over their own account. Like in a, in a, in a perfect world, the, the answer is always post like the business owner should be able to create more value in their business, not posting than they do spending time posting. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and so that's, that's always one of the conversations that we have is, is the time like spent posting on Instagram or TikTok right. or all that type of stuff. Could you use that time to grow revenue up front, grow sales, grow something else, create another podcast, et cetera? And if the answer is yes, we'll work with them to try and get to that point. We do manage um, a lot of the posting for our clients, but we always give the opportunity back to them if they want to. Some of sure. the podcasts that we're working with, you know, it's literally just uh, a growth thing where it's like they're starting out. So it's like, cool, you got that little ball of energy that's this podcast that you're trying not to suck energy out of. You're financially so it's like we'll do all the the tedious stuff of the videos and stuff like that send it back but as most of our clients grow and build the ecosystem around them that supports the reason why they're doing the podcast we end up taking on basically most of it to the mm -hmm. point where our clients are like strategize what i'm going to say make sure that the videos are done post them on so i don't want to deal with it because i'm going to spend all of my time having conversation after conversation after conversation or whatever else they do in their business. Yeah. Um, and to us, like that's, that's kind of the, the whole point of it in the first place is as far as like allowing the human to just create, mm -hmm. right? Like most of us don't want to spend time on social. Like if you actually ask most people, they're like, uh, no. I dread that stuff, you know? And, and so it's yeah. really easy for us to have one person who gets in the flow and posts for 10, 20, 30 different people at once than it is to stop a human every single day of the week and be like, cool, now go, Go build your right. post on Instagram, right? It's it's very ineffic inefficient to do that. And so we we give the option if needed, um, just mm -hmm. because as the businesses grow, that generally becomes just the most effective way to do it. Sure. Yeah, that really resonates with me because in my coaching business, copywriting business, even um, like just the way my brain works, I'm like, oh, I should record more content, but I know I'm not gonna post it. I know I'm not gonna edit it up. So why create it? Like it's not even worth the time. Yeah. So I totally get that. And I've worked with people that are the same way. They're like, <clears throat> like, I'd love to create content, but I know nobody's going to see it. So what, what's the point? Right. Yeah. So, well, then you start the guilt loop and you feel yeah. bad because you recorded yeah. it sitting on a hard drive. You're yeah. like, like that. Yeah. yeah. I came across, oh, man, I'm, I'm the total opposite. I like to record yeah. everything that I do. <laughs> uh, well, not everything, but not everything. Like, podcast, everything, because you know, I do, we, Sean and I do this podcast and then I have two, uh, very, you know, industry specific podcasts that I do in the industry that I'm in, um, you know, that serves, you know, a, a lot of the manufacturing space out there, you know, in industrial manufacturing. And so, you know, I'm all the time thinking of ways to, whenever I'm having a conversation with somebody, you know, I'm like, Hey, we should record this. Um, <laughs> And then what Seriously. do you do with it? What do you pulls do with out it? a little tripod. Oh, I post it. I post it. Dude, I, I go to trade shows. I, you know, so, what's that? 
You just post it. You just record it. You post it raw. Like you just put it out. No, no, we, you know, okay. we have, I have, uh, I have it edited and cleaned up and then we add our, our stuff into it. But, um, sometimes the raw stuff though, I mean, I'll post stuff on the fly. Like if I'm at trade shows or stuff, like we're, we're uh, posting like uh, live content from a trade show that I'm at. Um, you know, I'll walk around like and, and record interviews with, you know, companies out there that are doing some really cool stuff. I'm like, Hey, do you mind if I like throw this up? No. You know, some but people are like, you know, some people are kind of hesitant because it's like some, sometimes there's proprietary information out there. And so, yeah. Um, but you're just throwing it up on like the industry website that you that's have, right. right? Yeah. The podcast exactly. website. Yep. As opposed yep. to like, yeah, I'm not putting, putting this isn't going on social media. It's going yeah. on our specific, yeah. uh, you know, channels, there our web channels that we, that I've created gotcha. uh, in our team. So, yeah. I, so I tell them like, listen, you know, this isn't going on TikTok. You know, this is not a TikTok because this is like really professional stuff that goes yeah. out there, but they're seeing it, but they're seeing it on LinkedIn. It's, I mean, it's, it's yeah. on LinkedIn. So, I mean, that's a different yeah. platform, but a lot of people are putting that content out there, you know, in a professional sense. So. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think that's kind of like, you know, I mentioned the, these platforms being transient, they really are more than ever right now in terms of yeah. being able to, to multi, you know, Po multi-platform posts the same type of content and i think i think the coolest part about it is it's it's just more viewership and so like when two years ago people had this whole thing where it's like focus on one channel and do that and i still see the the yeah. benefit to that like if you get really good on one channel you know you become a authority there but most people aren't going to be those people with 200, 300,000 followers, but you don't right. necessarily need that. If you're putting something on different platforms where you have different audience, it's getting pushed out. You're becoming top of mind yeah. and, and brand authority just by being consistent. And I think that's the one thing we wanted to do with this offer is like Julian said, we want it to be as, as little of work for you as possible to get this stuff out because mm -hmm. there are, there are audiogram softwares, there's wave, there's headliner, there's, you know, all these other softwares that do it, but what do you have to do to get it? You got to actually manually go in, put in the time, edit it, edit your transcription. Like we do all that. And so yeah. we want you to just literally, like we have one of our clients, Ruby, she's a, a real estate investor and she literally has us do everything. She takes coaching calls, uh, podcast interviews. She doesn't have her own podcast. She takes training sessions, live calls, and she just dumps them all into the uploader and we just go through it. We clip it out and we have a running library of like 50 to 60 pieces of content for her. And she literally doesn't even have to open oh, social awesome. if she doesn't want to. And we just take oh, care of all of it for her. That's and insane. so like, that's the piece that we wanted to build in to take off the plate of, of everyone else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the dream right there. So that's interesting. You, I don't want to gloss over one thing you said there. You said she doesn't even have her own podcast. She's nope. just a guest on. She's podcast. a guest on other. Yeah, yep. that's cool. That's brilliant. Like, mm -hmm. so I mean, really, any any type of long form content creator, like YouTuber, if you're a guest on podcast, if you do live streams, if you, you know, like you said, Jonathan, like you could have an interview with somebody and just you, not even a formal one, and you record it, drop it to us, and then you know we can turn that into right. content. I think that that becomes really powerful for people. Then they don't have to sit there and think like what needs to go viral and what needs oh, to do that's this. Great. So that. yeah. you ever remember in like the football games where like they mic the guy up and he's yes. just like running around and saying like, and you just realize he says sometimes hilarious, stupid, witty stuff, like mm -hmm. sometimes really brilliant stuff. And then like, that's really the same thing is like, if you could take all the good stuff 
you say in a day that you know the rest oh of the no yeah here that's extremely valuable those reels yeah. are addicting man you can go through like once you you get sucked into the uh, real game where you're just watching one after another and yeah. you know it's brilliant how they do the you know the algorithms because it's all based on what you typically spend the most time you know viewing so then you have your own compilation of everything that you typically which and in, in mine, my reels are typically clips from um, many clips of Seinfeld. You know, that's one of them. Uh, Joe Rogan clips, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and food, you know, food clips, man. I like barbecue, especially like people that are doing um, that are grilling or barbecuing. Like, man, I just see that those is, constantly. Yeah, that is so wild how everybody's feed is so different. Like it we is. just assume everybody's watching the same stuff as us. Oh. No, nope. you know, but nope. everybody's like, I've, you know, leaned over and, you know, with half an eye open, like <laughs> seeing what my daughter's looking at or she's 21 yeah. or my wife. And I'm like, wow, that's very different than what's in my feed. Like yep. totally different. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, that's interesting. Like, absolutely. I love Seinfeld, but I don't have any Seinfeld clips in mind. Oh that's, man. I've getting like all the, all, some of the, all the greatest like clips of Kramer, you know, it's, it's yeah. so yeah. funny. It's so funny. And that just stokes that, that those yeah, it uh, makes you, <laughs> licensing deals for those guys. They're just oh my God. getting yeah. checks. It's it's great. It's great. But it, like I think that brings up like a really powerful point. Cause like people always ask us, like, what like what's the secret? Mm -hmm. Like, like, you know, like in your Oh wait, year, you're gonna like, give away the secret? How do you crack <laughs> how do you crack the algorithm? And I was like, like if you could crack the algorithm, you're it's game over, yeah. you win, right? Yeah. Like cause you just you'd you'd build companies and you'd print billions of dollars. Like the, the algorithm is exactly what they told it to. They want engagement. Engagement for them equals money. Engagement yeah. for us means good, consistent content. That's it. Right. Like, like there's no, and like people are like, oh, this one didn't do that well. And I'm like, well, it was seven days between your last one. Like think about right. how much somebody has consumed since right. your last post, you know? Yeah. And so you go on there and you're, you know, somebody posted something that you watched the entirety of, and then you spent seven days watching Seinfeld. Yep. The next post you get right. is Seinfeld, not that. Yeah. Right. And and so we always just joke to people like the secret to all of it is consistent posting and yep. like and relevant content too. Content. Like, you know, I one one trend that I see anything that's relevant to what's going on today, whether it's timely, you think, yeah. Elon, yeah, timely Elon Musk in the news, you know, Twitter, mm -hmm. all of that stuff. Uh, Johnny Depp, you know, I don't know how many times and I'm not really I don't even follow that stuff, but I see those reels pop up occasionally mm -hmm. and i'm like i don't even care you know i don't watch i'm not like one of these people that just follow this trial you know i have no idea what's going on there but i see it in and you know you see micro clips of that and like you know yeah, yeah, was, because it's it's super interesting and and you know like julian said the algorithm is really smart and you yep. they, they feed you stuff that even if it's not something you really would yep. follow like they they it's interesting and yeah and that's, it is that's, that's the cool thing and the scary thing about it though it's like it's Absolutely. It, it, it really it brought me into that brain. world where I didn't even want to be yeah. in that world, but no. then I'm sucked in because I see the, this is like a train wreck of a uh, relationship and you're like, wow. I mean, this is crazy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very metaphysical, right? Like if you get into like collective consciousness and all that yeah. kind of stuff, like yeah. that's what social media does. Like it, right. it yeah. aggregates the collective consciousness. It favors what most people are talking about. Yep. So you don't feel left out if you're in a right. conversation at a party. It's like, did you see what Johnny Depp said? It's right. like, 
Oh yeah, I saw that. <laughs> sort of on a fifteen-second splice of a, exactly. of a reel. Not much you context know? behind that, but yeah, right. I saw it. But, but at least you know what they're talking about, you know. <laughs> so you don't feel left out. Yeah, which is a big thing. Yeah, it's you know Scott and Julian. We were talking before the show, you know, while we were waiting around on Jonathan um, about Brendan Richard and his content, and he said something about the algorithm. He's like, same, almost what you said, Julian. It's like it's recency. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to know what the algorithm is, it's recency and consistency. You know, yeah. if you do those two things, right. like if you're posting often, that's why he suggests posting four times a day mm-hmm. because most people are on a couple times a day throughout the day. At least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least. Um, don't look at your screen time. People it might, might hurt. Um, yeah. So yeah, if you can be on there four times a day, you're more likely to get featured and you just show that you're more active, right? Right. Yeah. right. So they're like, "Oh, he's right. on more because he's posting. He's probably going to yeah. scroll while he's on, yep. You know, to see what else is going on. So they're going to favor your stuff a little bit more because that's what the game's about. You're the product. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And you know, I think with a lot of our clients, when we work with them. You know, the the thought of posting every day is extremely overwhelming for a lot of them, oh, or even having enough content to do that. And so. We try to find like, that's why, you know, our, our, our offers start at, you know, 10 videos. So like we can get you 10 videos for your month. That's like one post every three days. That's a really good place to start and just mm-hmm. kind of start growing out from there. But the, all, the other thing we, we like to educate on is you can have pillar content. Like if you gave us your podcast, we chop it up. We, we have these 10 videos waiting. You can still be posting content like in between there. And it doesn't have to be like this long you know, drawn out like traditional posts, like what I find works really well for us and our business on Facebook is just like these short kind of like polarizing, you know, quotes to start conversations where, you know, kind of like what you guys said about the the 10x to start, like you'll just post a quick post that's like, Mm -hmm. you know, this whole 10x thing has just gotten crazy. And then you get the engagement and that might not get you a client or that might not get you a sale. But like you said, it, it shows that platform that people are interested yeah. in what you have to say. And then you just, you become this, it, it gives you more volume of people coming to see your stuff. And so when you do post that pillar content from your podcast or your coaching call, now you're getting more people back to it. And so there's kind of this, I don't know, it it's never manipulation of the algorithm. It's just like understanding that have your pillar content supplement it occasionally, but don't stress out about it. Like don't sit there and try to make these ridiculously long videos and posts. If you don't really know what to post, like don't, it couldn't be a stressful thing. Yeah. Do you guys take care of stuff like captions and all that as well? You bet. That's part one of your packages. Yeah. We, we basically like the, we'll do everything from the second you hit end on, on, on the podcast all the way through till posting. Okay. Um, yeah, just, just to manage like, going back to that philosophy of like, we can't record your podcast and we can't create your content for you. And we can't do your coaching calls for you. But if you're, you know, if the system is structured, right, that's the pocket that you should play in and everything else shouldn't be done by you because you can't do what's creating the value while that you're doing that essentially. So both of you have mentioned coaching calls. Um, That's interesting. Like, how does that work? And, you know, confidentiality, things like that, that you kind of respect that. What do you, how are you dealing with that with coaches or any, anybody else like Jonathan, he's got some clients that you might talk to be an interesting conversation for people interested in sales or whatever. 
but you've got yeah, some it's definitely it's definitely and we're, we're really transparent with our clients you know we don't ever want to do anything that's going to violate somebody's you know if they want anonymity like we don't want to be putting them out there and so it's a conversation to have if it's a big corporation there's usually going to be more rules but most of the time if you're a coach you know you got 10 or 15 people in your group and you're having these weekly conversations a lot of them aren't necessarily like focused on the one individual on the other side. Usually, you know, you're giving a good amount of information. And, you know, okay. if you record if you record that, we have the ability to take you saying a lot of these really, you know, profound or, you know, helpful things to people and just clip those out of there and, you know, take those and use them not only as, you know, inner interactive content in social, but you could almost use it as educational content where it's like, yeah you know, you have somebody interested in your service and you're like, Hey, here's this coaching call I did. And here's this two minute blurb on how to automate your LinkedIn outreach. And now you have like, not only you have, like I said, not only the social content, but you have a library of education that is, is on demand that you can pretty much just shuffle out whenever you need it. Yeah, kind of like a nice. video, video FAQ. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's um, pretty much what it is. And that's, and, and anymore, you know, we, we don't, we don't like to follow like tons of mentors. Julian talks about this a lot. Like if you follow like a hundred thousand people, you know, you're getting all these information. And so we try to stick to like, okay, you know, we, we follow this guy for cold email and we follow this guy for story branding. And so the people we follow, we're finding, it's kind of funny, like they have been doing this for a while now. And the reason that we are interested in their content is because they take these intimate sessions where it's a coaching call or whatever it is. And then they share that little clip, like the guy yeah. that we, we actually hired to do our, a lot of our cold email stuff. Like I have been on his bandwagon for about six months now. And I've, all he does every day is he has coaching calls with people and then he posts two or three minute blurbs. And that's how he educates. Like he doesn't mm -hmm. do it on YouTube. He doesn't do a podcast. Well, he does a podcast, but a lot of his stuff is just these short little blurbs. And I'm like, man, I learned more about cold email from his one to two minute clips every day than I've ever learned sure. from any other platform in my entire life. And so that really connected with us. We were like, man, this can be powerful, you know, if we just structured out the proper way. Hmm. Yep. So. so tell me how do guys, um, we're getting close on our time here. So there's a, obviously a question we haven't asked and like, like, like how much does this stuff costs? Like, is this like going to cost me $10,000 a month? Is it a, you know, is it $39 a month? Nice. Start high. So, yeah. Or, no, or is it somewhere in between? I'm, I'm guessing it's somewhere in between. So I'm, I'm trying to give you guys some lead right there, but yeah. So our, our, like we, our packages start at the lowest level of $600 a month and, and generally run between, you know, like in podcast terms, one to four podcasts, depending on how long that is. Right. So yeah, we right. actually do it not on number of podcasts, but on essentially loose number of minutes coming in and more importantly posts going out mm, right yeah. and, and some people just naturally like it's amazing you listen to their podcast and like every 30 seconds you're like clip that send that clip that like and then there's other people that are just their natural tonality and speaking is more long-winded yeah. and they kind of <laughs> get around so you you learn to figure that out but they generally start around 600 bucks and then they scale up depending on the number of pieces of content that you need and mm -hmm. then whether you want to like amplify that content. So we'll turn like a single clip into other forms of content to allow you to repost it over and over and over again, because one, most people that follow you are not consuming a hundred percent of what you can actually publish. If anything, they're right. consuming less than 5%. So 
So it allows you to have the same message multiple times in different formats. So it never gets um, feeling sure. repetitive. Give yeah. them an example, give an example of that, Julian. Like, give them an example of what you mean by that, like different types of content. Yeah. So, for example, like if we have a video of, of us right here and, you know, there might be a 60 second video inside of this that's really good that we want to publish in a single 60 second clip. And then you might actually want to just take 15 seconds out of it because that 15 seconds slightly changes the context or lands differently. And then you can take that. So you have a 60 second video, a 15 second short video, and then you turn that into like a quote card that gets published on Instagram stories that then links back to the original piece of content that you post two months down the road. Right. And, and, you can see how quickly this stuff starts to get overwhelming for the brain if you start to do it. But if, as long as you have very simple systems that pull these things out and break them apart, which is the advantage of us working in it all day, sure, have those, all of a sudden it becomes really simple to have more content than you can actually handle having on social media. Yeah. Um, and that's always an interesting thing is like we can generally take say a podcast that's doing a podcast a week and produce more content than you feel comfortable posting on social media. Right. Right. <laughs> which, which is the exact do that. opposite of yeah. the problem that almost everybody has. Mm -hmm. And it's not because they're not producing the content. Like even right now we've produced an hour of content, mm -hmm. right? So even on the simple basis that, you know, there's say 50 clips inside this hour, that's good. That's a month of content right there. Right. Yep. Right. Wow. The problem yeah. is, is it's going from this one hour, which is a, gi a gigantic ball of content and pulling it apart into all the little mechanics of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That is I cool. think the, I think the cool part is like, and if there's anybody that's listening to this, that is a podcaster, like this is kind of where we start to educate with our podcasters. Like sometimes we think of episodes that like you guys have had what 200 and you said 260 episodes now or something yeah. like that. Mm -hmm. yep. So I don't know what your stats are, but like, you know, comparatively speaking, I'm assuming episode 258 is getting quite more views than episode one. Am I correct on that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. And so as a podcaster, like if you've done a podcast and your content has stayed relatively similar and relevant as you've yep. grown with the podcast, it doesn't mean the content from podcast number one is any worse than the, than the content from episode 254. And sometimes it's even better. And so the traditional way of a podcast is you upload your podcast and then like the most recent one is the most popular one. What we can mm -hmm. do with content repurposing is we can go back to episode one and pull five or six clips from that and three quote cards. And now you can schedule those to go out on day 14, day yeah. 30, day, oops, day 60, day 80. And so now podcast number one lives for like two years, you know, whereas yeah. it was just sitting in this very one small moment of time. And so that's another, like, that's just a kind of a, like a tip or a trick. If you're, if you're a content creator, or a podcaster, like you can do that yourself. Like you can go mm -hmm. onto Canva and, and create a nice quote card with your image on it. And a couple of those, and then share them every now and then, and then link them to your podcast. And now you're going to be getting traffic back to your podcast that you otherwise wouldn't get if your podcast just sat in Spotify. Yeah. That's, that's a great idea. Cause you know, we have, we have, and, and one way to gauge that is, you know, sometimes the comments from way back, like, you know, you'll see, you know, comments from certain episodes that were like uh, on our show page that may go back, you know, a year or so ago. Right. That's like, I don't even remember that, uh -uh. you know, 
but somebody's talking about that. And obviously if they're mentioning it, um, it must've been really important to them. So those are kind of clues that you should say, hmm, you know, I might want to take that and like, you know, spin that out and repurpose that into some yeah. uh, bite-sized chunks, you know? Exactly. Because I think we lose, you know, when you, when we create so much content, you guys have done 250, yep. 260 episodes, you have so much content and you right. haven't even scratched the surface to, to, you know, go through there and keep continue to post it. And I, you know, the good analogy I like to use is I started my YouTube channel over two years ago and I mm -hmm. literally got a comment today on the first video I ever produced that was like, you've changed my life so much. And like, I've found mm -hmm. you and blah, blah, blah. And not only that, but we've linked my YouTube channel to like, you know, funnels that lead into email marketing campaigns and people are still opting into those every single day. And, you know, yeah. that's content that's way back. And so we like to say, you know, your content you've had forever is always powerful. Like, how do we extract that and, you know, create as much, I don't know, yeah. legwork out of all that you've done? Absolutely. So, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. It's funny. I had something similar happen today. I, I've written some <clears> articles <throat> for AWAI who teaches copywriting. I haven't written for them in years. Like mm -hmm. most of what I wrote was 10, 2010 to 12, somewhere in there. And I got an email today that somebody commented on one of the old articles that I'd right. written, like from 10, literally 10 years ago. That's it, crazy. Yeah. The stuff crazy. just, I mean, that yeah. stuff just hangs out out there. And if you could right. recycle some of it, exactly. it's still relevant for the most part, unless you're it is. talking about, him, you know, stock, stock picks. <laughs> yeah. Or something. If it's current events or dates, <laughs> that's not as relevant. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, technology, software, copywriting, like a lot of that is stays yeah, consistent. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think that's, that's really the cool. really cool part is like, and, and, and this is that, you know, it gets into that nuance of social media where like social media is going to have a bias towards trending things today, such as Johnny Depp, right. but an SEO has shown this over and over and over again, really good messaging. That's full of truth withstands the test of time. And, you know, mm -hmm. quotes from Buddha, the Bible, like all that stuff is thousands of years old, yeah. completely mm -hmm. medium agnostic has transcended everything and yet we still consume it today we don't sure. care about publish date publish mm -hmm. form like that's it's irrelevant right, right. and so the yeah. same goes for so much of the actual content we're creating mm -hmm. if the messaging is good and it's going to resonate yeah. on a human level and like once you yeah. realize that you're like we got so much stuff it becomes overwhelming because we don't know what to do with it yeah. right yeah. and then becomes the tedious process of okay pull it out extract it do it but all of those, you know, and I'll say this over and over and over again, for the brand in the consumer's mind, they don't care where it comes from. They don't care what platform they watched it on. They don't care how long it was. All they go is they either liked it or engaged or didn't. Yep. Right. And so yep. you start looking at like Joe Rogan clips, which is not mm -hmm. the podcast. It's short form. Right. Most people consume three or four of those are like, oh, I like this. And then they're willing to listen to a two and a half, three hour podcast, not yep. the other way around. Yeah, that pulls them in. Yeah. Right. And so social media, you know, for whatever form, it's where people are spending your time. It's the low hanging fruit to find people to then draw back to the podcast rather than the other way around. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Got to create that gateway. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Well, gentlemen, this has been really fun. Um, so how can people find out more about you? I know you've got a couple sites. We didn't really get into the agency thing. Um, but how can people find out more about what you do and snacked and all that? Yeah, just 
head to snacks.io if you want to check out the page. It's extremely transparent. You know, it's it is a it's a situation where we want to get on a call with you just to understand what your needs are. And so, mm-hmm. you know, we're not trying to hide the fact that we are going to get you on this secret sales call. Like if you like what you see and you kind of need that service, we schedule a time to talk. You know, we chat for 30 minutes. We give you the whole breakdown, everything. And then, you know, if it's something you want to proceed with, then obviously we can do that. Um, but essentially, yeah, you head there, book a call and, you know, schedule in automatically and we can chat with you. Other than that, you know, Facebook under our names, Instagram, like there, we're, we're on different platforms. And so, you know, if, if, if you want to reach out and have a conversation with us, you'll, you'll probably easily be able to find us. <laughs> I don't see any Instagram links on your site. Oh, not on the, not on the snacked page. Sorry. No, okay. if you want us to drop our links in and everything, but like Julian's pretty active on Instagram, I'm more active on Facebook. And so, you know, we kind of have our, our different platforms. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. And can I say that I, I love that your icon for a snack is a full slice of pizza. Oh, this is a whole different conversation that we were going to have. We were going to have this conversation. So, so, he, so here's the question. The, the most philosophical question. At what point is what, like, is one piece of pizza a snack, but a whole one becomes a meal? Is it like, is it just, that's is a, there a number? I, I think that's an unanswerable question. Right? That's, uh, we, I we, think of a a slice is a snack. Yeah. Slice slice is a snack. Okay. All right. Because when we started out, we we were with a popsicle to start out. Because I was like, this is more of a snack. And Julian's like, well, I like pizza. And I'm like, well, I like pizza too, but it's not a snack. It's a meal. So we had this whole debate whether a, a pizza was a snack. And so we were going to settle it. We forgot to bring it up, but I'm glad you brought yeah. it up. Whole pizza yeah. meal. Yeah. A single slice, slice snack. Yeah. snack. Yeah. Like a cheese stick is a sl- is a snack, right? <laughs> but a or, a or a slice of pepperoni. Well, but a whole brick even. of cheese is not. Yes. <laughs> well, that's a yeah. meal. Yeah. So so yeah, I mean, but I think the intention is like when you get a pizza, you're not planning on just the intention is not one slice. It's like until I'm full. So unless I it's think, the morning after, and you're like, I just need a little. Yeah, that's up, true. That's true. Right. pre-workout right there most Carb. important question we asked all day right there is this yes. is so, a pizza a snack pizza that's right yeah if only there's a way to if, if only there's a way to take that 30 seconds and put it out in the world that would <laughs> oh be that's going in there like we'll we'll clip this out and send it over to you and you're going to get that clip for sure so that's cool yeah. well uh jonathan you want to you want to close this out yep yep speaking of pizza i love the, here's another clip the, those clips from uh I don't know if you guys follow uh, Barstool. What is it, Dave Portnoy? With Dave his Portnoy, uh, yeah. uh, every one bite, everybody knows the rules. One slice. So I'm convinced that he would tell you <laughs> one slice is a snack. So. <laughs> perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> I'm, uh, we're we're gonna go on a mission to get him on camera. Yeah, let's get Dave that. on that. That's 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 Dave Portnoy says it. It's true. <laughs> yeah, it's the truth. Yeah. Um, All right, guys. Yeah, go ahead, Sean. We're going to put you guys in the green room, hang out for yep. just a second and uh, yep. while we wrap and then we'll come back to you. Thanks yep. guys. Appreciate Thanks it. Thanks so much. Yeah. Right. We'll, um, we look forward and maybe we can uh, revisit again for the agency and talk to you guys again in the future. Love yeah, it's all good. We're, it's just, that's our, that's our kind of parent company and then snacked is our main offer. So we're all good. It's, okay. Good yep. stuff. Yep. Cool. All right. Sounds good. Thanks gentlemen. And uh, we'll uh, visit with you guys here in a sec. Good stuff, man. You know, man, that's, that's cool. It's fascinating that, you know, they found, I always love stories like this because you find a, uh, you find a gap in the market, um, which I think this is, this is huge. And I think it's only going to get bigger over time because of the, of the amount of content out there. 
that's being produced on a regular basis. People well, it's are a totally for creators. It's a totally different skill set. Like it's mm-hmm. just not yeah. what most creators <laughs> want to be doing. Like they they don't, art, or they're not even good at it. And period. most people can't, you know, they're not Joe Rogan's. They can't hire, you know, they don't have their own team doing this. They're not getting a $134 million contract <laughs> to hire a that's team. That's right. That's right. So, I mean, I think this is a perfect, uh, this is a perfect service for people yeah. out there to take, like we were just talking about taking some of those past episodes and re, you know, repurposing those and bringing those out into short clips. Um, yeah, for sure. We got to talk to them for sure, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to all of our listeners, if you're podcasting, if you're doing video, if you're doing TikToks, um, all of that stuff, this is some a good place to start. We will uh, be posting the links, uh, snacked.io. And, um, you know, if you have questions or comments, you can reach us over persuasionbythepint at gmail.com. You can find us on all of your podcast platforms, Stitcher Radio, iHeart, Spotify, you name it. And uh, also follow us over at our Facebook uh, group uh, Facebook groups uh, over at Persuasion by the Pine. Sean, been fun, man. We'll see you guys next time. See ya. All right. Cool. Good stuff. All right. All right. Thanks, gentlemen. That was good stuff. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, you guys are good at this.